I don't know if you should sit for this or not. Sitting is good if you faint, but standing is good for jumping up and down. I can't decide. Jumping up and down? What are you talking about? Come on, cough it up. Oh, you know the way I am, rarely ever thinking of myself. My only concern is the welfare and happiness of those close to me. Sure, it hurts sometimes to give and give and give. Would you please? What would you say if I told you that? Told me what? I got you an apartment in the building. No. Yes. No. Yes. You didn't. I did. You got me an apartment in the building? I got you an apartment in the building. How did you? Remember Mrs. Hudwalker, the 94-year-old woman who lived above me? No. She died. She died? She died. She died? And the rent's only $400 a month. Get out. $400 a month? Only $400 a month? $400 a month. And I'll be right upstairs. Right upstairs. Right above you? Right above me. Oh, we're neighbors. I'll be here all the time. All the time. We can exchange keys so we can come in and, and out. Oh, this is going to be great. All the time. July 5th, 2015. Hello, pendulums. Hi. I don't know if you're going to want to sit down for this. <laughs> Sitting is good in the case of fainting, but oh, you already all know the news. The big news we've been not able to tell you for a very long time. If you don't know, then what are you doing? What are you even doing? I mean, I don't even know what to say. What are you doing with yourself? What, what is going on? Re-examine your life. Seriously. As was announced on our mailing list and on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else, we are producing audio drama for Valiant Comics. The official variety, real stuff. Yep, coming real. your way. It's for real. For real. Yeah, we're making them for them. Uh huh. For you. Yeah. Yeah. And we're starting off with Archer and Armstrong, which is a great buddy comic about this uh, kid who grew up in a cult and a ten thousand year old hard drinking guy who loves gentleman. poetry. He's a gentleman. Well, he likes the ladies, but. Yeah, so anyway, it's... Wait, you're saying gentlemen don't like ladies? No, no, I'm saying he's he's got a thing, you know, he's like a... Uh-huh. He's got a, a maybe yeah. a... Okay. okay. The point is, it's a great action comedy adventure thing, and it's the first show we're doing, and we had the casting call, which is now over, so hopefully you've... <laughs> we couldn't... We sure hope you uh, auditioned. We would have loved to tell you about it here first, but, you know, there were a lot of things to discuss with Valiant, and what they wanted out of the project, and you know, they've never done anything like this before. If you go back, I'm sure some industrious listener out there will remember, but when we first started talking to them, I think it was August of last year when they came to us and asked if we would be interested in working with them, and uh, I, 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 I hinted at it in a twip that you would have never picked up on, but I, I mentioned there was a project we were working on that was upcoming, and that I would valiantly work to bring you more information. Ah, but I'm, the point is... Yeah, they're going to go back and listen to a year of Twip. Sure, that's going to Somebody's going to. Uh-huh. I think it was August of last year. You'll see, that's how long we've been working on this. So it's a very big deal, and it took a long time to work out all the details on. But they're going, and casting is in production right now, so that is awesome. Woo! Well, casting isn't in production. Cast, casting is in process. Right. Um, look, life moves pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ferris. Um, 
Abe Froman. So yes, we could be very excited. The Sausage King of Chicago. Okay. You're the Sausage King. Okay, okay, we're getting off that. No, no. <laughs> the point is, yep, that's me. Right. <laughs> so uh, Valiant, of course, wants to have uh, input on casting. And so um, we will give you news as we can. So exactly. Yay! So we have listened to the casting calls, and they're listening to the casting calls, and we're going to come to a consensus and move into production, hopefully very soon. So, uh, but yes, that's the big news we've been dying to tell you for so long. We Yay! had to sit on this news until it was time, and oh, now it's time. Now it's time, and now you know, and it's so super cool. The comics are you know out there and available, and you should check them out if you're interested. Definitely check out Archer and Armstrong. Because it's really fun, and it's really hilarious, mm-hmm. and there's lots of fun stuff going on. You and they've got a lot of Do different it. books in a big shared superhero universe, and it's very cool. So you should definitely check out their stuff. They're, they've been great people to work with. Yes, I mean, while you're waiting, right? some comics. And you're going to have great stuff coming up, so uh, you can look forward to that, people. Woo! Yeah! Uh, we should also mention, uh, we could talk a little bit about that project, that Susan and I uh, were adapting the scripts. The first project is going to be an adaptation of uh, the first uh, story arc in the Archer and Armstrong comic. Right. And so Susan and I adapted that from the comic to audio drama, and it's going to be directed by Anna Rodriguez. Yes. And we're going to have music by Vincent Morrison. Woohoo! And the cast, as we mentioned, is, you know, hopefully to be decided soon. Very so soon. that is, um, that's really cool. Yeah. So super cool. Go team! Go team! Woo! Okay. Let's see. Um, this past week, the complete Julius Caesar went up. So if you uh, want to marathon two and a half hours straight of Shakespeare goodness, you can go check that out. It's it's two and a half hours, so it's a really Stabby big file. Shakespeare goodness. I think it's like two or three hundred megabytes. It's pretty big, so just be prepared. Um, but yeah, it's all put together, so you don't have to you know cycle between episodes. It's like a it's like a, a Shakespearean movie for your mind. But. I mean, you should be used to this. We've done this for past plays. But in any case, it went up, so I wanted to let you know about that. And our release calendar has been updated through January of 2016. Yay! As the Pendant Lines person, I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) That excludes uh, the Valiant, the first Valiant show, the Archer and Armstrong show. Uh, We don't know when that's going to come out yet. We're shooting for this fall, but we don't know yet. As soon as we do, though, of course, you will. Right? I guess so. We're going to tell them. We're going to tell them right away when it's ready, when it's coming, when we know. Life moves pretty fast. Oh, God. (laughs) From Los Angeles, California, we have Joe J. Thomas on the line. Hello, Hello. Joe. (laughs) Hey. How's it going? Doing good here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been about a year and a half or so, so we got you in the hot seat again. Ah. <laughs> My seat, it's hot. <laughs> so as as usual, and like last time, um, we have questions, and hopefully you have answers, or this becomes very short and one-sided. <laughs> can, I, can I say no comment, or uh, I plead the fifth? <laughs> it's your interview, man. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, last time we talked, when we last left our hero, um, we, we talked about your career in, in voice acting and doing voiceovers. How did you get started in that? And how did you turn it into a lucrative career? Ooh, uh, let's see. Well, actually, my first, my first job was 
years and years and decades ago in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been doing um, I'd been doing a lot of acting in high school and summer acting at community theaters. And so I managed to get an agent and they sent me out on a couple voiceover jobs. One was a Ronald Reagan impersonation. <laughs> and uh, and one was a, um, a one word name for a roller coaster. So uh, they, they were small jobs. And uh, then after that, I got into doing computer programming. And at night I was doing theater. And I kind of voice work on the back burner for mm, 25 years or so. <laughs> um, I didn't pick it up again until I actually got out to Los Angeles. And I got laid off from my day job. And my wife suggested that I, that I get into voice acting or mm. acting in general. And she didn't want me to be on camera because I have a face for radio. I don't know. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she, she thought I'd have a better shot on the voice <laughs> side because I could be anything and I didn't have to just be whatever my face looks like. So, right. Um, so uh, I actually restarted and um, got an got an agent in L.A. And actually, I, I think I'm on my. I think I'm on my third or fourth agency in L.A., <laughs> you know, because you, you transition, you move up and mm-hmm. eventually you find a new spot. So um, the story of how I got my first major agent is actually over on my I just recently posted it on my blog, uh, joesdump.com. And uh, it involves a uh, VP at Disney and five of the top animation voiceover talent. Uh, kind of a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but uh, so um, I have to ask because um, I remember in high school I had to take some kind of English class from in my senior year. So I took two classes, one one semester, one the other. And the, the first semester I took public speaking, and we had to recite the Jabberwocky. But we had to interpret it or put a spin on it much the way we're doing with Shakespeare now where you know we're doing um comedy versus western mm-hmm. we, we did uh Julius Caesar modern day uh, 12th night is in jazz so I did a um Ronald Reagan press conference so <laughs> I would like to hear your Ronald Reagan <laughs> not necessarily the Jabberwocky but <laughs> <laughs> in a couple of years, uh, it was for uh, some sort of a business presentation. They were presenting awards, so uh, it had something about. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for coming and honoring Mr. Gans for his uh, years of service. Uh, Mommy, could you get Gorby in here next? <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> good old, good old Ronnie. Yeah, he. Uh, I ended up. Um, they. They cast me in that because the agent I got found out I could do voices, and that all came from the theater in high school. I was really fortunate. I had a theater where they did three shows a year, mm-hmm. and then I did one or two shows during the summer. So by the time I got out of high school, I'd done like 15 or so shows, Sure, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, and the director we had was, was really good. She used to work on Broadway. And um, she used she'd do like one musical, you know, like a Guys and Dolls mm-hmm. kind of thing. She'd do one uh, comedy or uh, something like that, and then one drama. And the dramas were usually really 
heavy things, you know, like Flowers of the Holocaust. And uh, so it was it was a really good training. And she was big on if you're going to do a character, you have to learn the accent. So that's where I, I started working with characters and accents. And I still use a lot of the things I learned from theater in the stuff I do every day. So it's nice when that stuff you learn actually applies to what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I have yet to use Pythagoras' theorem in anything, so <laughs> hoping that goes away and gets replaced by somebody's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask if it's anybody in particular. Um, <laughs> so what is the secret to doing a super cool preview trailer announcer voice? Um <laughs> Well, you know, I wanted to get into I wanted to get into promos and trailers in general, mm-hmm. and the um, the pendant stuff came along, and I went, "Oh, try for this." And I had kind of a I know what I didn't want. I didn't want the standard um, I call it pukey trailer pukey uh, promo voice. You know, you know, tonight on a very special blah, <laughs> or you know, for the upbeat ones, denied on a very special blah. I didn't want either of those. And so I just went with a, like a dark version of my normal voice, which seemed to work well for, for the pendant stuff. And then that actually led me in my career to find promo coach and get a promo demo done, which, you know, upped my game on that side of things. So that was kind of cool. And then when you do the uh, sonnets, promos it's like this whole storyline that's been going on from you know um show to show to show (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i love those they're i I love the creative the the more creative promos where somehow the announcer gets involved or breaks the fourth wall (laughs) you know so he's he's not in his he's not in his safe secure little booth anymore just (laughs) reading copy people are picking on him (laughs) so Oh, you should start tossing stuff at um, the credits. That way, um, when Brian does the credits, he can toss stuff back. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've got you doing the um, the the trailers um, for the foreseeable future. So that's cool because you you are really good at those. Yeah, they um, and again, it's 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 also a matter of I like doing them, and they they kind of keep me honed on that. Mm-hmm. mindset of of how trailers and promos work so mm-hmm. it's like a good work good little workout um the last time we talked um we talked about henderson and havner and we will talk about that some more um but we kind of touched on some stuff that you were just about to get started with or was just about to release and we said, yeah, no, with the spoiler ninjas. But now, <laughs> season two of Tabula Rasa is done. Yeah. Yeah. And we can talk about your role as Dr. Calvin Finch. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, you know, I, I didn't quite get it at the beginning. I was reading through the script and going, is he, is he there? Is he in her head? You know, is he, is, is she creating him or, or, uh, is it a ghost? And so it was actually interesting to kind of follow along with the, with the story, but I tried to play him as kind of a, uh, how do you say it? Like an evil spirit or an evil sprite 
inside my head. Uh-huh. And then I figured, yeah. however, the other actors wanted to play off that with work, no matter how they treated him, whether he was real or not. You were creepy, man. <laughs> <laughs> like evil creepy. Yeah, creepy's my creepy's my forte. I, I have a whole series of either creepy or just nasty evil characters. <laughs> so where do you come up with that? It's <laughs> what's the, what's the imp- inspiration for your evil? It's built in. <laughs> uh, I think that I think that well, everybody has you know the dark and the light pieces of their personality, mm-hmm. and uh, for for some people, it's easier to explore both sides without going off in that direction. You know, like I've I've never been in real life. I've never been one to go off on that. You know, oh, I think I'm gonna get into become a heroin addict and knock over liquor stores it's not going to happen but in my head since i've got the latitude i can do anything i feel like right and i think it's um part of it you know i think part of it comes from just play and understanding that play should be open and free no matter where your head goes and um a lot of that came from probably improv uh improv comedy and improv acting but even some of the people that i learned from uh were not quite as comfortable going there. <laughs> so they'd be like, well, that's funny, but um, yeah, a little dark, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's let's talk about the Henderman. The Henderman. The Henderman. <laughs> so we're back. Yes. Um, episode one of season two has, has aired. Um, we won't give any spoilers, but... Your career path has altered a bit. Yes, and there's a fair number of costume changes that go on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. The costume, cha- the costumes in in the first episode were interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the the writing for that show just never ceases to amaze me. I when I read through um, when I read through the script. Sometimes when I record it, sometimes when I record it, I'll actually read the whole script and then I'll go back and record it. Somehow with with Henderson, just because I think he's more of a primate brain kind of guy, I tend to just pick up the script and just start recording his lines. And so by the time I get to the end, I'm like, what the hell was that? (laughs) Now, I know it's just the first episode that we've had, but um, it seems like the episodes might be a little longer this season. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Because this was our short form comedy in that <laughs> there's only so much of Henderson and, and and Bobby Havner that people could stand in one sitting. It was the uh, the original uh, reasoning behind the length. <laughs> which which my, my wife wholeheartedly agreed with. <laughs> Henderson's one of the three or four voices I'm not allowed to do in the house. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, the the episode uh, first episode seemed to me um, a bit longer than than the last one, which I thought was great because it, I was just laughing the whole time. Anything um, that stands out from the first season to you that you're especially <laughs> that was cool, that was fun to do, or yeah, I like the I definitely like the the whole the career slash plot twist that the second season is taking. 
mm-hmm. because it it because it it kind of intentionally puts Henderson and Havner in a new, uncomfortable, unfamiliar situation. I I mean I haven't I haven't seen all the episodes yet. I don't know if they get out of this situation or if things go back to where they were in the first season or or what because right now it's all up in the air even in the the scripts that I've read. So that's kind of that's kind of fun and I think that also gives the opportunity to introduce uh more characters and uh in uh different plot lines that are more interesting. That's probably part of the reason that they're a little longer is just to you know it's I think this season they're going for more of a contiguous plot that goes through the second season. Mm-hmm. I think the first one was you know, like when you watch a TV series and you watch the first couple episodes and they're just introducing the characters and how quirky they are and how they get along and mesh. And I think now that we've got that, now you can take it off and go in weird directions with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, do you and M ever talk about your characters and how how they interact? Or on the on the first episode of the second season, since there was such a big change. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually uh, gave me a, a holler and said, do you want to do a Skype run-through uh, of this just so we can make sure we're on the same page for the rest of the season? Mm-hmm. So we did, a full, we did a full run-through on Skype, and then we both recorded separately. And then for the, I think for the second episode, I just like bundled mine up and sent her my lines in case she wanted to play off some of them. Mm-hmm. She's, really, she's really good at, uh, at uh, improving lines. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'll just I'll just read the lines as is. And sometimes I'll throw something in here or there. Mm-hmm. But but there's times when she'll send me an email and say, I'm going to say this. So you should have a response in yours for it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, OK. <laughs> now, I, I re-listened to our, our last interview. And I think if I remember correctly, you said um that you usually don't do a whole lot in the way of ad-libbing? Yeah, not not a whole lot. I I tend to keep it to a minimum just because I think with everyone recording separately that it's a little bit more critical that this, the way the script is written fits together properly. Mm-hmm. So, And I know some people will like record the line as is and then record one with an ad-lib. But if, you know, sometimes you get like two people doing ad-libs and it just wouldn't, ever fit together right so um i think if there were i think if we did like a a cast read through on skype or something like that then you could throw in some extra things and as long as the script writers were okay Mm -hmm. which is that's coming from the the pro side of voiceover that's always a concern because there's a lot of writers who i mean the writers spend their time honing it and getting the jokes right and getting the plot points down and the characters correct. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of not my place to go in and mess that up for them. Some writers are more sensitive than others. Others are like, yeah, go for it, man. Do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, in fact, I just had one, uh, I just had an audition a couple weeks ago where they did a, they did a callback and they said, uh, this time we, we've changed the script some, but at the end, just throw in a bunch of ad libs. Mm-hmm. And the character was interesting tie-in. The character was actually kind of Henderson-esque, mm-hmm. kind of. He's more of like a 
space marine mer- mercenary kind of type, but he had a real sense of humor. So, mm-hmm. so I was throwing in things <laughs> Henderson might say, you know, like, why don't you come up to, why don't you, I'd like to see you in 3D. That's my room number, you know, <laughs> like that. So it's it, very Henderson-esque, but with a twist. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I will ad-lib if people ask me to, but usually I kind of steer clear of that. Do you find yourself doing it maybe a little more for the pendant stuff, or is it pretty reined in the same way? No, it's about about the same. Um, kind of. Uh, sometimes I'll I'll do it as a like a third take, where if I've got a an athlete in mind, I'll do I'll do two as is and one as a third take. And I do the same thing on the on the professional auditions. Sometimes I'll give them two takes. One is the way they asked for it, and one is this might be funnier or I think this is better kind of thing. And mm-hmm. if they don't like it, great. Cause they heard the first one and it's what they asked for. So, right. <laughs> How do you deal with so much studly manliness when you're playing Anderson? <laughs> that too is built in. <laughs> and yet you're not allowed to do that in the house. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do that in the house. Yeah. Well, that's kind of Henderson, you know. I think he's probably easily whipped, so to speak, by by a beautiful woman. Uh, in many ways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna have to cut clips of this interview when we get around to doing M second interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, actually, I've done other characters where the character kind of leaned heavy on the testosterone. And in part, that probably comes from my my vocal timber. I think people associate the lower register or the chesty voice with somebody who works out a lot, or you know, they they don't associate Mike Tyson's voice with Mike Tyson because yeah, you know, I I would not want to fight. I would not want to see a fight with Mike Tyson, much less be in one with Mike Tyson. Right. But I'd fight with his voice because <laughs> <laughs> it's way up there. Yeah, <laughs> so I I think that's that's probably part of it. You know, you, it's it's a leftover from movie genre characters. They all seem to have that, you know, manly, gravelly kind of voice going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, another Henderson question that was submitted in: um, Henderson at karaoke night. This must happen. What would he sing? <laughs> Uh, Henderson, he'd probably sing like uh, old seventies uh, or seventies <laughs> or eighties uh, TV theme songs, like the Love Boat, or uh, <laughs> um, you know, the theme to if the theme to Fantasy Island has words. He'd probably sing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, most fun role that you've gotten to play. Uh, for uh, for a pendant, for pendant and in general. Oh, uh, well, for pendant, it's definitely Henderson. He's just a he's a hoot to play. Uh, in general, most fun role, uh, probably uh, probably Raven from Tales of Vesperia, mm-hmm. which uh, that character also gets a lot of fan. I get a lot of fan mail for that character. And he's he's close to me, but with a kind of a smarmy edge 
So uh, he uh, he just he has kind of that edgy personality. He's fun. He's a very fun character. Calvin Finch, light, not so evil, but uh... yeah, and and uh, yeah, although not to give anything away for people who haven't played uh, Tales of Vesperia, he does have a dark side that comes out at one point. <laughs> <laughs> um, bullet questions. Ready? Huh. Yes. Favorite, favorite Muppet. Animal. Uh, most recent movie uh, fa- uh, favorite. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> most recent movie favorite. Like a uh, movie I've seen? Yeah, most recent movie seen that you've really enjoyed. Oh. Uh, uh, ooh, we don't see a lot of movies. Uh, actually, I found an old DVD and I uh, played it a couple weeks ago. It was uh, the old Excalibur movie. Ooh. With, uh, you know, um, uh, Charles Xavier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Stewart? Patrick Stewart, yeah. And, and a bunch of other people. Uh, like uh, uh, Morgana was, um, oh, wow. It's got some really cool stars to see him as. And Patrick Stewart had some hair. <laughs> he had like the ring going on, but it was curly and it kind of went up a little further than it does in Star Trek. But not quite as... He had a full head of curly hair when he did uh, I, Claudius, I think. Mm-hmm. But that was early in his career, and then I think he kind of lost it after that. But mm. Yeah. Okay, too long. <laughs> <laughs> Most influential music? Genre or a, a particular song? Uh, either. Oh. Uh, uh, for me, probably, uh, I'd have to go back to, like, Motown. Okay. Motown. Just because it has... I think it has a lot of depth and feeling and character to it. I listen to almost all kinds of music. Um, I probably don't listen to much hip-hop or rap, although I make exceptions for that, too. So, And not a whole lot of country. But most of the other music styles I listen to, and I try to listen to some of the newer stuff just to keep up with who's who. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Do you have any projects that you would like to uh, promote Ooh, while we're yes. here? Sure. Um, well, I, I do a weekly blog at uh, joesdump.com, and it has all sorts of things. It's, it's all over the board. It's, sometimes it's business advice, sometimes it's animation, which I have my own animated series there, and uh, uh, music. I've done song parodies there that were on Dr. Demento, things like that. So that's a fun place. And on the pro side... Um, I've been doing commercials for Boom Beach. Do you know Boom Beach? Yeah. It's a phone game. Uh, So if you see a commercial for Boom Beach, I'm some of the characters in the commercial, and I'm also the tag at the end, which is, it was a really, they're fun people to work with. They play a lot, so. (laughs) Uh, Very cool. And then coming up very shortly, uh, uh, my character from Diablo 3, the Skeleton King, is being resurrected, so to speak, in um, uh, their new game, which is Heroes of the Storm. Cool. And Heroes of the Storm takes characters from all of uh, all of Blizzard's games and puts them in an arena setting, so you could actually play as the Skeleton King. Ah. 
and he's got some nasty powers. So cool. Yep. So that's going on. Yeah, yeah. I've been pretty busy uh, doing stuff for different games. I did some stuff for Star Trek Online. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a game called Solarix, which was an independent, it was an indie game. Mm-hmm. And again, we're in the creepy side of things. I got to do a, uh, an artificial intelligence character called the Eye, who's nasty. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yep. Can, other than on Joe's Dump, uh, can people find you online or on uh, social media? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, actually, I've got uh, my main site is uh, joeactor.com, mm-hmm. and it has demos and links to my agents and things like that. And then, um, where else am I? Uh, I think I'm at Joe's Voice on Twitter, and I just started posting stuff on Instagram, which shows you I'm a little behind technologically. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, all right. Thank you so much for taking the time out tonight. My pleasure. Uh, people can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA and also on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot g-o-t-t-l-i-e-b dot five zero three six yeah that never got changed (laughs) never did it and um joe once again thank you so much always a blast talking to you thank you and we will kick this back to jeffrey and susan bye it's over it's over it's over just the interview it's over and coming out every Monday and Friday. Of- Wait, why are you starting with and? You begin all your sentences with and. The first thing you mention is and. Well, I start most of them with well. <laughs> you start so many things with well. I know. When we're scripting, I have to and take all the wells out of every other line. And, and Teresa does it too. Yeah, when she edits. <laughs> when yeah. she edits my script, she's like, what the hell? Why do you say well all the well? time? Well? I'm like, every character says well. Well. A lot. Well. Well, every Monday and Friday, <laughs> quick audio comes out. And so, you should listen to it then, or later, or, you know, whenever you got a chance. But they're out Monday and Friday, okay? Wow, that was <laughs> that was something. You can hear it at PendantAudio.com slash shows slash quick audio. Or you could follow the menus like a human. <laughs> Who's typing in URLs with slashes? Like a caveman. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Coming out Wednesday, July 15th. Comedy of Errors, part one. Which might or might not be act one. It's act one. It's probably act one. It's act one. Okay. Independent Shakespeare. I'm doing half your job for you here. Shakespeare. I got it. One might ask, how was the West won? While I'm not at liberty to answer such questions, I think it's a pretty safe bet to say it would have been a lot easier without so many errors. Five summers have I spent in furthest Greece, roaming clean through the bounds of Asia, and coasting homeward came to Ephesus. Hopeless to find, yet loath to leave unsought, or that or any place that harbors men, 
but here must end the story of my life. And happy were I in my timely death, could all my travels warrant me they live. Or so much comedy. Many a man would take you at your word and go indeed, having so good a mean. A trusty villain, sir, that very oft when I am dull with care and melancholy, lightens my humor with his merry jests. I pray to you, air as you sit at dinner. I from my mistress come to you in post. If I return, I shall be post indeed, for she will score your fault onto my pate. Methinks your maw, like mine, should be your clock and strike you home without a messenger. Come, Dromeo, come. These jests are out of season. Reserve them till a merrier hour than this. Where is the gold I gave in charge to thee? To me, sir? Why, you gave no gold to me. Pendant Productions proudly presents Shakespeare's Wild West classic, The Comedy of Errors. Upon my life. By, by, by some device or other, the villain is... or rot. Or rot of all my money. Only at PendantAudio.com. Coming out Wednesday, July 22nd, Henderson and Havner, Season 2, Episode 10. No, it's just Episode 10. Oh, yeah. Man, I really don't have you it together. You are off your game. Look. Life moves pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Is it so hard to run in heels? I know, right? Ugh. You should just take those off or wear wedges next time. Oh, hey, yeah. Then I can run faster. <laughs> yes, that is exactly why. And not because you look better in them than I do. Aren't you tired? Um, have you ever fought a throng of fashion fanatics at the latest Bagley Mishka sample sale? You've got to be quick. In there! What? Take me shopping later. The police are on our tail. Stop! I... I order you to... to halt. La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! There you have a show, folks. <laughs> that was kind of a disaster on my part. <laughs> yes, it was. You're like, you have one job. One job. Apparently, I got so excited by the show opening, I just couldn't <laughs> keep it together. Well, it is exciting to be producing audio drama for Valiant Comics. Yes. So, if you're not familiar with them, go check them out. Because really, I've been reading them. Now we're reading the entire line, and there's not a bad book in there. And I'm not paid to say that. It's just true. They're really good stuff, so... You check it out. It's good. It is good. I'm enjoying the books as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for everyone. In fact, I was just reading Valiant Comics right now. I was reading Imperium. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash Pendant, the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio, the Twitter feed at Twitter.com slash PendantWeb, and the Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com. We'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. Ah. So excited I had to see it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>
Go!